received an apology and felt like, hmm, that wasn't really an apology. I kind of feel like that was more about to you. Yeah, me too. Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Refined Podcast with Amber Anderson, where wedding planners like you come to be encouraged and challenged through radical honesty, tough love, and brilliant ideas. As a former personal trainer turned wedding planner and now educator, Amber is known for helping wedding planners grow through her no BS yet considerate and thoughtful approach. The Refined Podcast tackles the issues you think about but fear bringing up, all with Amber's trademark sass and wit. So as you listen, be sure to hit that subscribe button, making sure you never miss that one little nugget that could change it all for you. Hi, Refiners. Welcome back to another episode of the Refine Podcast. I am so excited that you're joining us this week. I want to let you know that we have started putting some of these on uh, YouTube. So if you're listening, but you want to see it, see us chat, me chatting to you, I suppose, come on over to YouTube and you can watch as well. So that's an option. I am excited about this topic today, uh, mainly because I'm kind of going through it. Uh, in two different ways. I've owed someone an apology this last week and someone has owed me an apology uh, this week. So I don't have a formal outline today. I'm just going to chat it out and hope we get it all covered. But I think the society has a big misunderstanding on the art of apologies and um, how to do those properly and without excuses and without making it about ourselves and um, without being a burden on the person that's owed the apology. So kind of just want to talk that out. First and foremost, when we apologize, it needs to, it's not about us. Okay. So an apology is reaching out directly to someone and, you know, it, that can be hard. It's not always written. It's not always a text. It sometimes you got to pick up the phone and call. Sometimes you got to pop on loom and let them see your face and your, your tone of voice and your heart. And, um, you know, or, or let them pick the format, reach out and just say, Hey, I own your apology. Would you like to talk? Would you, can we do this? Can we do that? You maybe the balls in their court. And that's all going to, you know, vary based on the relationship, based on the offense, based on a lot of different things. But when someone apologizes and says, I'm sorry, but, and then says, but, or at least, or what I was trying to do, or, you know, anything that pulls in excuses is just it falls flat. Really, the best thing to do is to come at it and say, hey, look, I made a mistake. I hurt you. I, um, I've, you know, caused some damage and I'm really sorry. I just, I just owe you the respect to that apology. I don't expect anything in return for that um, in the sense of a conversation or you, you're, I don't expect that you needed that apology or desired a conversation so much as I just, I owe you the respect of owning my mistake and sending you an apology. I'm sorry. That's it. That's all there is to it. You may not agree with the grievance. You may not see that you did anything wrong, um, but you can always acknowledge and validate someone else's perspective. Hey, look, it, it you know, it, 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 I can see how you, um, I can see how this, uh, you know, I can see how this has created fallout and I, I, that's not my desire for this. And I'm just so sorry. Okay. In that regard, you're not admitting any kind of, um, misstep or anything like that. You're just, sometimes we can just be sorry for the situation. Like this situation sucks. And I'm really sorry. We found ourselves here. 
So, but the idea is that we're not putting it back on that person. We're not making excuses. We're, um, you know, and if they welcome a conversation, then possibly some of the context and intention comes about. And that's when you can do that, but that's on their terms. And for true reconciliation, it, it has to be as simple as I messed up and I'm sorry. Point blank period. That's it. So, you know, we've talked about plagiarism a bit in the refined community. And so I'll just, I'm going to use that as an example here. We had someone that we get copycats all the time, right? And there's different levels of copycats. There's random spammers that just pull stuff up and I, you know, delete, ignore, or just say, hey, this is mine. What are you doing? Stop or tag this or whatever, right? Like we all experience stuff like that. And then there's the, oh, it looks like you're using my Instagram captions or, you know, just stuff like that. People I may or may not know, um, but I don't necessarily feel threatened by. However, I do have a brand to protect. You know, and, and here's how it works legally. If you don't protect it, you know, the first couple of times when you do go to court to try to protect it, that you the judge kind of rolls their eyes at that. Like, well, you didn't you haven't protected it, why now? And so, you know, that's not formal legal advice, but that's just kind of a consistent soundbite I hear from lawyers. Like you have to protect your your brand, your trademarks, your copyrights, all of that. Now then there's the other layer of, you know, a client doing this to you or for, in my, my case, a student, right? And so, and then I have different layers of students. Like there's a buyer, there's someone that buys my products. And then there's someone that's, you know, active in the community. And then there's another, you know, next level of student that's like in my membership that I'm like, that's my circle, right? And so it breaks trust. It impacts, you know, um, my ability, when it happens from the inside, because it does, um, you know, refine is relational, right? And so uh, when I'm on this roller coaster of who can I trust, then I have to pull back a little bit, or I, I don't have to pull back. I just, human nature, I, I pull back. And then so I'm not as relational, which then means, you know, there's a, a disconnect in what my goal and vision is for refine, because I just want to be relational, right? But if I pull back, then like, that damages the community and it's not, um, you know, my goal ultimately in the long run here is to serve couples. My heart is for the couples and I, I can reach more couples by serving wedding pros as a whole, right. Than it ever could when I was serving 10 couples a year. So I have a real heart for that. And when, in my, when someone comes at me in that, in that way, and I have to step back relationally, it impacts a whole community, it impacts thousands of people. And it's, and then, and then it impacts my income, right? Because I've, you know, it's relational. If I'm relational, I make money. If I'm not relational, I don't make money. <laughs> like That's just how this works. So plagiarism is not something that I necessarily, um, I expect it, right? And there's plenty of it that I'm like, okay, well, that's, you know, they say, you know, that's a rite of passage. That's a form of flattery. That's that's all of that, right? But then when it's close to home, that, like, that's where the apology, that's where this comes in. So I basically, you know, had to call that out earlier this week from a student from that felt closer to me. And I just responded on their Instagram, cease and desist. This is not your content. Remove it immediately. This is not your content to sell. And they removed it. And four days later, I had still not even heard from them, no acknowledgement of it at all. So I reached out because 
you know, I, I had every right to, to just sue them. And the, you know, research I've done on that is pretty hefty, the consequence, like, I mean, it's significant. And so, you know, I wasn't sure I wanted to go through that, but I decided I want to make them sweat at least a little bit. So I reached out, Hey, I'm disappointed. I haven't heard from you. And, you know, I'm, I've got to find a way to um, prevent this. And so, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't decided whether I was going to go public with your company name. I was hoping I'd hear from you before, you know, as part of making that decision. Uh, in the meantime, I have informed other educators and, you know, platforms so that they can take their own precautions. And those listening need to understand that's what we do. Like we do that for each other. So my competitors, my, you know, they've all been informed of this person. They've all checked their student roster and they get to decide what they do with that from there. You know, um, keep them, not keep them. That's, that's their decision. But um, we've all been talking behind the scenes. Maybe we should start saying this stuff publicly. And um, so I told, I told that student, you know, I'm in the process of making that decision and, you know, please learn from this and make better choices. This is the apology I got. You ready? The apology I got was, I'm so sorry. There was a lapse of, of judgment and trust. And please don't take this out on the team and their ability to earn um, a living. This has not been good for anyone's. Um, oh, she said she was, it does appear that it has been shared publicly because I've been get, receiving um, nasty messages this week. Well, okay, I can't help the fact that I had to respond to your public posts telling you to cease and desist. So I'm sure people saw that, like, I don't, okay. <laughs> so she said, you know, I've been receiving these nasty messages and this has not been good for anyone's mental health, least of all mine. I've been hanging on a thread already. And um, there was just, there was a misunderstanding and I'm so sorry. Um, okay, that entire apology was completely about this person. That person didn't at all consider how it might impact me going back to the conversation I just had about the relational impact that it has on my ability to lead and serve and refine, right? Um, that person didn't recognize that she's like, please show us grace. And I'm like, I did show you grace. I didn't sue you. <laughs> I haven't publicly shamed you, um, but I do have a backbone, right? And so I, you know, this person didn't acknowledge how that at all could make me feel how at all that could impact refine, how at all, um, you know, we did show grace and um, just, you know, didn't make any effort to reach out on their own, only apologized when I reached out. And they said, yeah, she did say, she was, you know, I did apologize on Instagram. It's like, so did you apologize where on the post that I said cease and desist on that you deleted? Like, how am I supposed to see that unless I log on within the five minutes that you post it and delete it. I don't know. Like what? Um, apologies are direct. Apologies are um, about the person you're apologizing to. Apologies acknowledge, you know, the hurt that has been caused and ask for, you know, how can I make this right? How can I earn your trust? How can I, what can I do to, um, what's our journey for reconciliation here? And not any of that was mentioned you know? And so, and I'll tell you, I've been in similar binds before where I'll, I'll just tell you that in having learned this art, it's not, there are going to be people that are hurt so badly that 
apologies aren't the best of apologies aren't going to restore anything. They're just not. Um, but there have been situations where it's like, man, I have effed up. And when I come and I approach it with a proper apology, a healthy apology, there is room and space for reconciliation. And I have overcome some really big mistakes through that proper process, as have others in my life that have hurt me, that have come to me with a real apology. I've been like, you know what? Thank you. That was like, that had a level of self-accountability to it, a level of self-awareness. And um, I, and I just, I appreciate that kind of emotional intelligence. Let's put one foot in front of the other and try again. We're all humans. We all F up. Let's go. But when you get that kind of flatlined apology, it's like, you don't, you don't really have what it takes to go from here and restore trust. Like, I don't want to be in a trusting relationship with you again. Like you're, it's clear to me that it's, it's, it's about you. And so the door's not open for that. Uh, so think about those things when you're hurt or when you're receiving an apology, like, are you, are you receiving a real apology? You're allowed to, you know, it's, it's, it's one I, I can, as a person, human to human recognizes she's got some things on her plate and um, and have empathy towards that. But that doesn't mean I don't then take care of myself. I'm allowed to still be firm and hard-handed and, and say, hey, look, that wasn't really, that I, I, did, I responded. I said, that, that was not, that apology was about you. And I am going to take care of future Amber today so that she doesn't wake up one day resentful that she let people walk all over her so we're at an impasse and yeah like I mean you're you're allowed to say those things and you can clear as kind um you know so I just I, I it's okay to make people sweat a little bit when they hurt you and they don't um, apologize properly I do think a lot of times we just need to keep moving don't take things personally and recognize that not everyone was taught these things and or makes the effort to learn them. And so it's no sweat off my back that she doesn't understand that. Like, I'm not going to dwell on it. I'm going to keep moving. Yeah. We've had to have some conversations among, you know, the educator community to uh, talk about prevention and, you know, what are, what are our safeguards here? Like, there's a real conversation that, uh, takes our energy and our time, right? But as far as like lingering headspace, there are always going to be copycatters. There are always going to be people that hurt us. And I want to encourage you, listener, to um, decipher what's worth putting your energy into. A lot of times it's it's better to just like laugh and vent with a friend over a boxer and be like, are you serious? And look at their response. Oh my gosh, this is what I said back. Ah. And then you're over it. It's fine. Have a day on Boxer where you dish and then keep moving. And then there are going to be some that it's like, God, we have, a, we have to have a conversation. All that to say, plagiarism is not okay. And weak apologies are not okay. And hopefully we've addressed both with this conversation. I was going to have an entirely separate podcast about plagiarism, but I think we covered it. Stop buying my shit. Stop asking me how to do stuff and then going and selling it like you created it. That's not cool. Here's another thing. Ideas are not, you can't copyright ideas. You just can't. And there's only so much, there's only so many original ideas, right? Like we're all here absorbing 
information and education from each other and learning and growing together, right? So there's only so many ways to regurgitate something and to join the conversation. I get that. When it comes to a literal format, copy and paste, and we're not even changing sentences or words, and it's just, you've taken my whole process and are selling it? No, please and thank you. Bye. Um, that is illegal. <laughs> There's a big difference. So please go and educate others with the content you have learned and refined. Please go and share it and um, and and better our industry through those conversations. Co-opt the conversation. Co-opt the education and say, hey, look, you know, I, I've, I've learned this and I want to expand on it here in my market. I have, I want to help couples with this, or I want to help planners or photographers with that and like join the conversation and expand on it. Um, there's a lot to be said there. And there's a lot, there's so many ways that we can elevate the industry by coming together and being united on kind of stuff. I want that. And I am constantly connecting people with, you know, this conference or that workshop or this educator so they can learn how to be a speaker or, you know, oh, I use this platform for, um, you know, selling my tools and documents. And I just, I get excited about that. And I want that for, for you all to grow up as educators, but you're not going to do it by coming into our, our, the current communities and answering every single question that everyone asks so that you look like the expert, um, without ever directing people to the resources available in that community. So, you know, come in and answer the questions, be helpful. That is one way to make yourself known. That is being a thought leader. But you do need to be respectful of the current community leader and point people when you answer. I've had people do it in both ways. I've had a person that was rising up as an educator and a leader in our community and just, you know, she, she was helpful and when possible and it made sense for the question, she would point people back to, oh gosh, Refine has this tool. You should go check it out. Okay. And then I've had people come in and just like answer questions and kind of pretty much in the complete opposite philosophies of refine as well, even, which is okay. That's the kind of, that's kind of the beauty of refine and answering questions in the Facebook group is that we're going to all have different opinions. So then it helps people in different markets with different ideal clients. And that's really cool, but don't try to launch yourself out of my community by defying everything I say and never once pointing people back to my content. Like that's just weird. I think maybe, um, there are excellent ways to come up and launch. And I can tell you that educators in this industry are, are so supportive and we collaborate. And the direct competitors that you do see inside of the Facebook group are ones that we've agreed on collaborations behind the scenes. And we're doing enough that it's a little bit, that's different enough that, you know, we have some overlap, but it is different enough. And then you've got some direct competitors that are not in the face group, Facebook group that are still dear, um, colleagues of mine that I love and respect. It's just that we're doing the exact same thing. And so we know that like, that's, that's like being on the inside and seeing how the sausage is made. And we just got to have your own spaces in that regard. And that's totally cool. So don't read into all that too much, but um, do it the right way. Just know that we're here to support you and, and you don't have to copy us. Like we're here to like, go do it, but like, don't copy us. And if you get caught, like, own it and apologize properly. So I started this thinking I would just talk about apologies in general, but apparently I needed an example to, you know, paint it, bring it all to life. So we've, like I said, knocked out two birds with one stone. I, I think that's it. That's all I've got for today. 
Thanks for joining me and we'll catch you next time. Bye.